Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello, you're very welcome back to Open Book presented by Go Loud. I'm Louise Cooney and I'm back this week with another episode. We have an amazing guest this week. We have Aoife Walsh, who is a model, content creator, mom, and she's a good friend of mine as well. So I'm very excited to have her on. As you may have heard in previous episodes, our lovely sponsor, Ompost, is kicking off with their virtual book club this week over on TikTok. I'm so excited to be reading along with the book club as it's such a nice way to read and just connect with other people over fab Irish books. This month's Ompost book club's pick is called Dirty Laundry by Disha Bose and we're starting this weekend. It's not too late to join us. Pick up your copy of Dirty Laundry and you can get an exclusive 10% discount at participating stores. For more info, check out onpost.com forward slash book club. With that being said, let's get stuck into the episode with Eva. Thank you so Excited much. Excited to catch up. Me. Like you've asked me so many times since the start of the podcast yes. to come on. And I'm only getting around to doing it now. So. Yeah, because yeah. I know you're a big reader and you know, like we have really focused on books a lot in the mm-hmm. past and... I just feel like you have such an interesting story to mm. tell. Mm. I have a lot of life experience. Yeah. A lot has happened in the last yeah, we were, 10 years. We were yeah. just saying, I feel like you've lived a couple of different lives over <laughs> yeah. the last... That's true, actually. Yeah, that is know. true. Yeah. And we, we're going to delve into it okay. on this podcast. We're going <laughs> to talk me. about, I suppose, your career, Penny, yeah. moving countries. Yeah. Um, uh, we can touch on COVID, but we don't have to dwell yeah. on that grim time. You know? <laughs> and you just bought a house. I so know. we've loads to talk about. Oh, so exciting. So yeah. exciting. I think I'm in like an exciting chapter of my life yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's go. So for people who don't know you, mm-hmm. you started out in teaching, yeah. right? Was yeah. that always kind of what you wanted yeah, to so do? Yeah, <clears> so <throat> growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher. And um, I originally, I did arts in UCC, like best years of my life. When now actually I look back and I'm like, who was that person? (laughs) (laughs) It's a while ago too. I know, I know, I know, but I was out so much. Um, But I literally (laughs) had, like, they were the best years of my life. I remember because I worked with you in Abercrombie at the time. Oh my God, I know. (laughs) But I remember you came in and you were like, yeah, I haven't been home yet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who is this wild girl? And then as I got to know you, like over the years. (laughs) that is so true. So actually, that was not who you are. I know, I know. I'm actually so like tame, but like I did have that like wild period of my yeah. life, which we all went yeah, through, yeah, you, you know, to, have to that. justify 100%. it, that I'd come into work and be like, I haven't been home yet. Mm. <laughs> but that's how we know each other. Yes. Originally, yes. we worked in Abercrombie together. Yeah. Hey, what's up? I know. <laughs> oh God. And they'd tell you to smile. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like when you look back, but I mean, it was like our little like weekend job. It was it my was weekend. It was very job. flexible in college. Yeah, it was handy. great. Well, that was like how I paid for my night out, yeah, you know. Course. And you see, I was working during the week as well. And I was in college because I was doing my dip for teaching. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching and in college during the week. And then I had my second job at yeah. the weekends and my fun. And then in 2013, yeah. you won Miss Ireland. Yeah, so, you know, I, I went from like UCC, then I went to UL. I did mm. a master's in business in UL. And then I was out teaching for a year then after that because I didn't get into my dip. And um, I was actually teaching down in U3, down in Waterford, which was an amazing experience. So challenging, but an amazing experience. And it really kind of showed me that I really did love teaching. Mm. So I went off then and I did my dip. <laughs> I never went back teaching. <laughs> I love that though, because <laughs> it took you 
a couple of tries to get it. Yeah, you got there in the end. Absolutely, yeah. Like I didn't get it straight after my um, my degree in Cork. I didn't get it after my master's in in uh, UL. So then I took a year out and I was teaching just to get like experience, mm-hmm. and then I finally got it. So that's kind of what. And now you're not even doing it. No, I'm not even. <laughs> Teacher, like seriously, what's going on with my life? Oh no, but, I, I'm I'm only yeah. joking. But that's I, what brought me to Dublin. Yes. Um, originally, and because um, you know I'm a country girl, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, with me country folk, but I, that's what brought me to Dublin. And then I entered Miss Ireland in 2013, and that was just purely because I just had an interest in like fashion and beauty and like. Were you modelling at the time? No, no, not at all. I hadn't done a thing. Like I'd won a Miss Tipperary as my heat. And um, that came as such a shock. I was like, really? And then um, and then I went forward into Miss Ireland and I had absolutely no expectations. Like I just went in for the crack. And, and I feel like at that time, I don't know if it's still the same, but like mm. Miss Ireland was such a big deal. It really, really was. No, like it, it was. was it was the force. It is. It is really. still such a big deal. But at, at then it was it was huge. Yeah, you, know? you were like on the cover of absolutely. Independent absolutely. magazines. I think and, like the next morning after I won, I was like straight onto Ireland AM on the TV give yeah, an interview yeah. and it was a different time in that sense like, absolutely yeah, yeah it was but it, it was such an amazing experience I hadn't obviously expected to win it was such a shock mm. and I remember winning and literally you know, yeah, do you ever get that um that feeling when like you're like literally shaking. I feel like my face and my and my lips were shaking because I got such a shock. Mm. I just really wasn't expecting it. So the whole thing was very um, whirlwind-esque. And um, and then I modelled after that. I was like, Do you know what? I'm after winning Miss Ireland. Like I need to just like enjoy this and like give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took some time out from teaching and I was modelling then for time, which was brilliant, um, for a good few years after that. And, and that's rare enough in Ireland to be, get enough work to be able absolutely. to do it. Absolutely. I think, I, think, I think the industry has changed, to be honest, um, you know, over the last number of years. It, it's definitely more um, online focused with mm. kind of um, more like social media, yeah. um, online marketing kind of more so than like modelling. I think, I think there's been a major shift in the fashion industry in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, before that, I was full time modeling mm-hmm. and making my salary off that. And it was amazing. And I loved it. And I was even doing like catwalk. Now, I wouldn't be like the tallest girl in the world, but I was still doing catwalk. Mm-hmm. Like I even got to, when I eventually moved over to New York, I even walked to New York Fashion Week. That's so cool. Like what I, a bucket list mad. thing. It is. That is a bucket list. That mm-hmm. is a bucket list thing. What I, was that for? Um, do you know what I can? I actually I do remember. It was for a New York um, brand, and it was called um, I think it's P Lush NYC, and it it was all um, kind of luxury furs, but it was um, fall fur, okay. and it was kind of before again. Um, um, Fawfur became more mainstream yeah, okay. and it was all promoting Fawfur and animal rights. Okay. Um, so it was actually a lovely one to walk for because I, you know, I totally agreed with their ethos mm-hmm. and um, their designs are very whimsical, you know, lots of sequins, lots of pastel, like very, you know, yeah. fairy tale esque. It was, was beautiful. Was that right when you moved? That was right when I moved over. I think that was like my first fashion week when I moved over. So, in a sense, did that kind of set you up for what you thought you were, what it was going to be like over there? I like in a sense, it did and it didn't. So How long I'm were you there for? I was there for 
about two and a half years, okay. nearly th- nearly three. Um, so I was modelling here in Ireland and you know what? I was getting on great. Absolutely loved it. Um, you know, I was flat out, out the door, you know. And Your face is still everywhere from that time. I know. You were all over the airport, Ryanair. <laughs> um, don't I imagine that. <laughs> I picture I'm last actually week. like literally long in the face of looking at that. But <laughs> I can't, I'm like literally can't cope with people sending it to me on Instagram anymore. I'm actually done. Like I'm finished. I'm dead. But um. Yeah, so I was very busy here. And then when I went over to New York, you know, you go over and you're kind of bright eyed, bushy tailed and you go over, you know, and you're hoping for the best. You don't really know what to expect, but you are absolutely hoping for the best. And it's just a completely different environment to what I was used to. You know, here I had genuine friends in the industry that are still my friends mm. to the end of the, like t- to today even though I'm not modeling as much anymore. Um I had so much fun and you know it was I knew everyone. It was I knew all the brands. It was just great crack. Mm. Whereas when you I went over to New York um it was I would say a little bit more of a lonely experience, to mm. be honest. Um, you're kind of shown up to castings. You're one of a hundred girls. I, I remember showing up to castings. I would be one of 50 redheads, mm. you know, and, you know, that's tough because, you know, you're not as here. I suppose like I had my edge with my red hair and I loved, um, you know, my red hair. Whereas over there, it's just so vast. There's so many models. Um, but at the same time, you know, in, uh, in a positive light, there's so many jobs as well mm-hmm. and then jobs are so much bigger because yeah. they're for global brands you know I went on castings for loads of global brands for TV adverts and you know you have to do a lot more acting I feel over there mm-hmm. because they want more you know TV ads and, yeah. and different things like that so you're, I was definitely pushed out of my comfort zone but it was an amazing experience and I mm-hmm. did get like you know as I said I walked in New York yeah. Fashion Week I did get some amazing really really cool jobs that I can come back and say I did I, I remember um, a really odd job I got was but cool as well it was for a designer um, shoe brand and um, I could literally show up to the set like didn't have my hair and makeup done like could literally roll out of bed because all they wanted was my feet like so it was just my foot being used for it all it was just my foot being used for the shoot because it was like a designer shoe brand for like e-commerce website so I could just look like anything and all they needed I just needed a pedicure so funny (laughs) I know it was wild so you get jobs like that that are so wild that like you know don't exist over here so it was like a really good experience the the only thing I would have said I was I was more lonely over there mm-hmm. because you know I suppose I was older as well when I went over I think I was like 27 yeah. and a lot of the girls who were modeling in New York they're coming from all over America they could be 16 17 and it's very hard then to kind of find common ground with someone who might be 10 years older than you in a completely different stage and of also life they're probably living in a completely different absolutely place. yeah, yeah it's like hard. absolutely yeah. you know so it's it was hard that way I found but I did find a couple of you know pals and that I'm still friends with thankfully Aww. you know to this day so when I go back and visit New York I'll definitely like hook up with them and be like where are the cool places to go now because you know I'm a granny at home and it changes and I don't do so quickly over there it does yeah well, it I does. moved over while you were living there mm-hmm. I remember I visited you I was trying to sort like my getting my sponsor and stuff at yeah. that time and like yeah. it's a hard place to live like it, it is. is like it's definitely it looks so glamorous absolutely and 
like I remember looking at your life and being like, yeah, oh my God, she's living the dream. <laughs> but you were over and back a lot. I was over and on back you, like. a lot. Yeah. And it was really like, I mean, it did look really glamorous. And like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I loved like my time in New York. It was that time in my life where, you know, you'd never do it again. Mm. And it was like such an amazing experience. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. Kind of thing. It, like I'd always loved to have lived abroad. It was one of those things where you know, you kind of have that itch to live abroad and just to see what it's like. And, you know, to get to do it in New York was amazing. And it's nice to be home now, having had that experience. It makes you appreciate home, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, I was over and back a lot. Um, Towards the end of my time in New York, I was over and back a lot. points were impressive, I'd say. Oh, they were. (laughs) They were. I did have one of those, like, gold cards, you know. The best. You get upgraded all the time. Yeah, I was. I was. (laughs) You know, pretending that I belonged there. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I will have the champagne, thank you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it, it but you know, you'd be wrecked. Mm. You'd be absolutely wrecked, wrecked. Yeah. So I'm very, very happy to be home. Like to be honest with you, I'm a home bird yeah. at heart. Yeah. At heart, I'm a home bird. I love my family, I love my friends. So I'm happy out. And home. you had I know you had your health issues at the time. Yeah, yeah. So the health system here was a lot better absolutely, for you. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yeah. So um and I've never talked about it before, but I actually do have Crohn's mm. disease mm-hmm. and I actually actually have rheumatoid arthritis as well. Yeah. And I got uh, rheumatoid arthritis when I was actually, um, it was around the time when I was over in New York and it was just, oh my God, it was so stressful because even though I have my Crohn's, I've had my Crohn's since I was 19. Mm-hmm. So you've learned to deal yeah, with that. Yeah, I've, I've learned to live with that. So um, when I when I when when it first came, came on me, I, I suppose I... I didn't know what it was, obviously. Didn't mm-hmm. know what was going on. And it took a um it took a little while to get diagnosed. And when I did, you know, I was fine. You know, you you kind of have to take a little bit of time to accept that you have yeah. a lifelong illness. And I was put on medication and that was fine. And I had a really good standard of living. But not to say that I wouldn't have flare-ups from from time to time. Um and then actually I broke my toe. Um, I remember right when, when you were doing dancing with the stairs. I was doing dancing with the stairs and I broke my toe. And that was why you had to bow out yeah. of doing it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. sounds minimal, but like, if you've broken a toe, you know. Oh, no, you can't dance like. And also, on <laughs> well, top you, of I your mean, illness, you could, on top. Yeah. You, uh, and I remember I broke my toe, which was just one of those really unfortunate things to happen. Is that why you were training? No, so the timing couldn't have been worse when I broke my toe. It was a pure accident, fluke. Um, but I couldn't understand why, at the time, why I wasn't getting any better why was my toe still killing me like it was killing me and it wasn't broken anymore but it was absolutely killing me and then all of a sudden and I'd gone back to New York at this stage all of a sudden my other foot was killing me and I was like seriously what's going on I was in such a state of confusion I couldn't understand it and actually what had happened I subsequently found out that um, because I already have Crohn's disease, Mm -hmm. which is an autoimmune disease, which if you're not familiar with it, is where your immune system um, actually fights um, your body instead of healing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I had like a trauma in my toe, um, my body actually started attacking my feet rather than healing it. And I ended up getting um, an inflammatory disease in my joints, in my feet, which was rheumatoid arthritis. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's how I ended up, you know, 
she'll never dance again. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's so hard to deal with as well when you're away and you don't know where so, to go for the yeah, help. At the time I was away, I was in New York. Um, I just remember like being so upset and just being terrified. You have all these, you know, scenarios running through your head being like, what's wrong with me? Like, why haven't I healed? You know, I was past my six weeks mm-hmm. with a broken toe and I just couldn't understand it. And it was progressively getting aggressively worse and worse very quickly. And I was I was beside myself. And I And as well as that, like dancing with the stars, it's a huge yeah. career opportunity for Absolutely. you to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. You so, were alone in New York. Yeah. The logistics of getting yeah. around there with yeah. a broken toe, it's not Absolutely. the easiest. Yeah. Like, so you know. you know, I'd I'd gotten the opportunity to do dance with the stars and like sadly I had to drop out because of this um, but no one actually kind of knew what was going on in the background and I dropped out and I was also just kind of dealing with the disappointment of that because I'd been so excited mm-hmm. to do it and I'd been started the training and then bam you know I couldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. um, so I was kind of dealing with the disappointment of that and the, and I also I was in New York like on my own and I didn't have that support system of like family and friends yeah. that I could kind of rely on to you know, help, you know, Mm -hmm. with it. Um, So eventually I came back home when I got diagnosed then and um, I was put on medication. It took a little while to settle down. But thankfully it did settle down and I'm still on my meds, but like I have a really, really good standard of living. And actually only recently... Whoop whoop! Um, I just came off my meds for my Crohn's. Oh, amazing! Yeah, because oh yeah, I'm in, brilliant. I'm in, I'm in, I'm like, I'm good. You know, I'm kind in of remission, in very good remission. Yeah. yeah. So I still, um, so kind of what I'm on at the moment to like deals with my arthritis and my Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of minimizing everything. So, um, that's good news. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, yeah, it is. It's gives people you know, hope if you have your diagnosed with something that's lifelong. You know, I was on medication for my Crohn's for 13 years. Wow. 13 years, and I just every day. Every day. Wow. Every day. And it's so weird even waking up now and not taking them. Mm. Like, you know, I still think about it every day because it was such like a, re- like, you know, Routine. it's like a, you know, reflex. Yeah. yeah. So to do. And I still think about it before yeah. I put anything in my mouth in the morning. Oh, have I taken my meds? Mm-hmm. But now I don't need to do that. So it's it's wild. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but I am still on my meds for my, for my arthritis and that kind of hits my Crohn's as well. But in general, I'm in remission and I'm feeling... Great, oh, like feeling so that. good. I feel like the conversation wasn't like I, I hadn't meant to like go into this, but like you know, I know. I, yeah. like it's just. But it's a know, part of your story. It's such a part of of my life as well. Mm-hmm. That's, I suppose when going on in the background, and I suppose people you know may not realize. But um, it's something you were really private about as well. Absolutely, because I've struggled. Mm. I really struggled with it, and I it I had I suppose that sense of embarrassment when you think about Crohn's it's like a bowel disease and you, I don't know I felt I think a little bit embarrassed about it and you know I didn't know how to kind of like go about it and again as well because I was on medication I, I felt like I couldn't really kind of give advice to others because everyone is different, different and I didn't want to be you know promoting one thing that might not work for another person Um, but I suppose if I was to give an, anyone advice just to work closely with their doctor and mm-hmm. consultant you know I have a consultant who I work with and he's super and you know like I can't believe that like I've actually come to a stage in my life where I can actually come off something now. yeah and you know and I'm that's and I'm, such and a, I'm okay. a, a milestone it is and I'm thrilled yeah. and I'm feeling really good f- feeling really healthy and that's a big thing for Crohn's because I think like you know it does affect 
your life, you know, when you're when you're when you're having a flare up, it really affects your life. Yeah. You know, I think when I was living in New York as well, it just didn't really suit me and oh my, my God, and my health. Food over there, like, didn't suit. Like, I don't have any. I don't have Crohn's. I don't have yeah. IBS and the food. Oh my God, it's. Scandalous. I'll never forget the first shop I did, it's and like an horrendous. apple arrived in the door, the size of my head. I was like, yeah. this is not. Oh normal. yeah, like I think I remember. Um, I I bought an apple and I had it in the fruit bowl, and I think we left. Um, the house and came back like a month later and yeah, it was still absolutely oh yeah like that happened me with like, like bacon glowing. in the fridge like it never went off which is like what I lived on and I was like yeah. this is great the first one and then I was like this isn't normal I yeah, shouldn't be I'm eating really, this <laughs> yeah, I'm really um, not sure about the supply food yeah, chain in America I know. I, you know and I and I, it just actually goes to show how amazing our food here oh, in we're Ireland so lucky. is everything's basically organic absolutely everything, everything's you, delicious everything is from like Ireland nearly as well like you know where stuff is coming so from blessed. it's brilliant so yeah I did find that tricky with the Crohn's and mm. because I was flying over and back a lot I, f- I was having a lot of flare-ups yeah, and that was quite tough Flying and I was sick hard. a lot so now um, so I just think like being at home suits me mm. you know what I mean and I'm happy so, yeah. yeah and it's showing so yeah, yeah I'm in a good place the home-cooked meals for mom are <laughs> well <laughs> exactly yeah she'll be listening to this and yeah that's the old <gasps> stew now Aoife <laughs> well listen one thing I do want to chat about mm. is the last couple of years you've had quite yeah. a roller co- like roller coaster oh yeah you know yeah, yeah. you moved back was that during COVID you moved home so I moved home just before COVID um, I was actually supposed to go over I remember it well I remember it well mm. um, I was supposed to I was I was home actually when it, when it hit and I was supposed to fly out that exact same week and I had a dress fitting for my wedding at the time and I'm not married I was engaged mm. and um, I was supposed to go for a dress fitting for my dress and I was like God I need to get this done you know what am I going to do and obviously at the time I was on medication for my Crohn's so I would have been high risk and I said I was like I'm not going and I'm going to have to just see how things go and then like all of us were all just watching the news like mm. 24-7 watching mm-hmm. it all unfold and it was like something off a movie Yeah. and I remember watching literally watching Contagion on Netflix like you were at that time being like this is our lives <laughs> and um and um, yeah, so I, I had inadvertently moved home to Ireland um, in 2020. You know, everything that I'd owned at the time was still in New York. All my belongings, all my bits. Yeah. And I was just in, in Ireland on the suitcase that I had previously. Yeah, mm. yeah, that I'd come home on. And I was like, oh, no. So um, it, that was tough in itself. And I think everyone can agree that COVID was like a really tough year. Yeah, especially when you had plans, you had, Absolutely. you know, wedding plans. Yeah, so everything. I had, I was supposed to get married um, July 2020 which was kind of smack bang in the middle of it. Um, that had been postponed and um, due to the pandemic. And um, then we had decided to start a family. And thankfully, I was very lucky. I got pregnant with little P. And, um, and, but then things just didn't work out the way mm-hmm. I thought they would. Yeah. And we ended up um, parting ways when I was very early on in my pregnancy. Yeah. And you know what? I just saw none of it coming. I know. You know, I just didn't see any of it coming. It was all a lot to kind of deal with. I think we're all coming back, coming off the back of, you know, severe lockdowns. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like my life had just completely changed out of, you know, out of nowhere, really. You know, one minute I was a fiancé, you know, excited to 
plan my wedding. Start a life like a, your family. Yeah. All. And you I'm know, sure you had visions in your mind of what it was all going to look course, like. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Naturally, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you I grow up doing that, I think. Absolutely. I think I, I think as women, we do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone kind of does that. And um you know, all of a sudden that was gone. But not only was it gone, um, you know, I also was pregnant. And, the hormones, you know, I can't hormones. even imagine. Yeah. And it was just, you know, life was looking completely different. You know, I went from fiancé to a single mom overnight. And it was, it was just, um, it was just a lot to kind of process at the time. And, you know, I remember touching on this before. I found it really hard because, you know, we were still in lockdown at the time and I couldn't even properly meet people. You know, you're confined to the people you, you know, the circle you could like socialise in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was high risk. I was pregnant. You know, I was living at home now with mum and dad. You know, there was so much going on and so many factors that like... You were literally trapped trapped yeah trapped and you know going through um a pregnancy alone and trying to kind of like cope with you know one at the uh, you know the present moment of you know your symptoms your body changing but then you know I was so scared I was just so scared about what my life was going to look like afterwards I had no idea what to expect you know I just was I remember at that time I was just completely all over the place and you know I was just terrified you know I just didn't know what was what was going to happen next and um I would just remember like trying to just focus on the positive and, you know, the fact that I was having Penny and, you know, I'd always wanted to be a mom, like Mm. always, you know, and, you know, I was so grateful that I was able to conceive Penny like pretty easily. And that's kind of what I just really wanted to focus on at the time, because, you know, that was such an amazing thing. That was that was happening in my life mm-hmm, at the time. Mm-hmm. But around all of the chaos and all of the upheaval, you know, I had this little miracle. Literally, I know it's cliche, but I had the little miracle growing inside. Mm. And I feel like during the pregnancy, like Penny and I just had this amazing bond because, you know, it was just like me and her and I could feel the kicks. And I know you're you said that you're feeling them now and it's like such a like wonderful little sensation. And, you know, I definitely had such a bond with her that like grew and grew over time during the pregnancy. Would you and talk to her? Absolutely. And sang her songs and everything. Mm. Like it was so lovely. And if anything, that gave me strength. Mm. And that gave me the will, you know, to keep going and like everything's going to be okay, And, you know, to try and think positively, like I I gained my strength from her because, you know, I was so looking forward to meeting her. And, you know, I was looking forward to even the little things like just dressing her up in like the little cute clothes and like holding her. So those were the things that really kept me going during that time. I think the way you've trained your mindset yeah. to be positive and to drown out the noise of what stress can look yeah, like and be absolutely is so inspiring and so incredible to to see because I remember like at the time when you were when you announced you're pregnant and when I heard what was going on and just everything you were going through and I, I know a lot of your followers yeah. and anyone who knows you just feels for you in that scenario yeah. and me being pregnant now doubly so yeah. because it's hard you're emotional yeah. it's so scary it is yeah. like I don't know what I'm facing into I don't know how life is going to change so I just think it's incredible that you've you've been able to do that and you're so happy in your life yeah. and you've you've really, you know, turned something that could could be considered 
really bad into something just yeah. so good, you know? Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, when something like this happens to you and when you get, like, a knock in life and a setback and look, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, life is full of knocks and life is full of setbacks mm-hmm. and, like, you just have to look at it how you're going to pick yourself back up and, like, yeah. you know, I just had to, like, repaint my life picture of what mm-hmm. I thought it was going to look like and repaint it into something else but something positive and you know I, I think like at the moment I'm doing that and like mm-hmm. I'm trying to do that yeah, and like 100%. you know the main thing that I want is for Penny to be happy yeah. like she's like my number one priority and like everything I do now is for her mm-hmm. like you know I, I just kind of feel like the love that I have for my daughter is like nothing I've ever experienced yeah. before and like I know like people say this but, and it's hard to actually you know understand it until like you're really in it you like know, when and, she's born when she's born and she's there and it's totally okay if it takes like that little while to feel that overwhelming love because I remember at the start I was like oh my god what am I doing I'm what wondering is that? should I be feeling that now and I'm like no. but it's hard to even no, don't. there's something do not in worry. there no do not worry because I spent all of my pregnancy being like oh my god what am I going to do um but you know it will just come it's like a natural thing that happens it's just biology it's nature it's totally nature nature just takes over it's like it's incredible Mm. being a woman I think like being pregnant and you know having Penny and and you know being pregnant alone and you know having her on my own it's actually was actually really empowering you know, yeah. that I was able yeah. to do it by myself. You're so strong. And that I was, you know, that my body was able to, you know, carry Penny and, you know, have a healthy pregnancy and a he- healthy delivery, even though, you know, I had underlying issues there, you know, mm. beforehand with my Crohn's and my arthritis. You know, I didn't know what way things would go. Yeah. And, you know, those are the things that, like, I'm kind of trying to focus on. All of that positivity. And I remember as well, you know, trying not to get too stressed because I was like, no, I want Penny to be happy and healthy mm-hmm. and, you know, not have a stressed mommy. So, yeah. you know, those were the kind of things. I like, just want to clarify one thing I said because I just don't want to be picked up wrong. I meant like going through a breakup. Obviously, Penny is obviously amazing news, no mm. matter, mm. <laughs> you know, in any scenario. Yeah. So, but I just meant for you mentally to go through that while pregnant is Oh, hard, absolutely. You know? Like, geez, Penny is like my literally, like the best thing that's ever happened yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, obviously going through a breakup in, um, during pregnant was really difficult mm. and not ideal. Mm. <laughs> not ideal. But you know what? That's life. And it absolutely is. That is life. I think everybody learns that in some shape or form at some stage in their absolutely. life. Like we all have at some stage or another, had a picture of what something might look like. And it's like life doesn't work that way. Life does not work that way, 100%. And I think, you know, that is part of growing up. It's part of maturing and it's part of like just learning and and life. And I definitely think before any of this happened to me, you know, you have this like picture of what life is going to look like. And when it doesn't work out, you know, it's a real... You know, it's a, it's you, you hit a bump in the road, and it's it's kind of like a wake up call. And you know, I feel like now I'm kind of living a more authentic life, if that makes yeah. sense. And you know, I couldn't be happier yeah. about that. And I, like I've said it before, I, I actually feel like I've never been happier than I have when I am now. Mm. And you know, I'm I'm also really proud of myself yeah. as well that I've gone through so much. And you know. I always think like you don't know how resilient you are until you're faced with something that, you know, is difficult mm-hmm. or trying. Yeah. And, you know, when I look back on like two and a half years ago and what I, you know, the difficult time that I was going through and I look at myself now and where I am now in my life, like I'm really, 
you know, proud of myself and I'm really happy. And, you know, you know, I get so many messages online from other women, whether it be women, single mothers, mothers in general. And, you know, if I can kind of send a message out, you know, even if things don't look, you know, great right now, everything's going to actually be okay. Everything's going to be okay, And it is, you know, I would never have thought that I'd be sitting here two and a half later chatting about everything with you, you know, like having a gorgeous, healthy little mini me, might I add, (laughs) you know, who's going to be two next month, um, happy out, uh, just bought a house, you know, and living, you know, my best authentic life that I can and be surrounded by great people, great friends, and I consider you one of them as well. And you have been there for me over the last couple of years as well. And I'm so grateful for all of that. Have an incredible family. I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for my mum and dad. We just came off on a little caravan holiday for more and the best time (laughs) ever. And those little like moments are, you know, what I focus on. And, you know, that's what life is all about. Yeah, I think sometimes we can get caught up in the picture in maybe social media, maybe mm-hmm. what we think is is the dream or, you know. Absolutely. Perfection. Make your own dream. Yeah. Make and like, I think like in all the hard times you've gone through, you've learned so much about like what's important about oh yourself, yeah. about finding happiness and like the little things. Absolutely. And I've never seen you happier. Genuinely, yeah. I've never yeah. seen you so, yeah. so happy. Yeah. If there was something you could say to yourself, to Aoife five years ago, what would you say? Like, I do, a hard question. Sorry, I know. <laughs> um, to be honest, I would just say that everything's going to be okay. The things aren't, I suppose, going to look the way that you might have thought, but that everything's going to be okay. Um, it's going to be more than okay. More Better. than okay. Like amazing. Yeah. Everything's going to be amazing. But you got to get over that little hump. Little hump. And you know what? That's okay because life, as I said, are full of humps, full of problems, full of ups and downs, full of knocks. Mm. And, you know, it's just how you kind of pick yourself up after it. And that's like... You know, that's what you focus on. And I know, like, and it's not to dismiss anyone's, you know, current situation and how they're feeling, because I know that, you know, if you're in a hard time and you're facing difficult times, at, the, at, at that moment in time, you feel like the world is over and, you know, how will you ever get through it? But you will and you will surprise yourself. Yeah, I think leaning on a close circle of people, that, you know, family and friends, it, the people that will show people up for you, trust you and, and are there talking for you. to looking for help, you know, and, you know, reaching out to, to people for help, like your doctor if you need it yeah. or, you know, whatever it Absolutely. is. Because like there's no doubt in that in moments of like real hardship, it's not it doesn't always help to just say it'll be fine in two and a half Absolutely. years. Time. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I really, really relied on the people in my life. Yeah. Like more so than ever I, I You're probably so much done. closer with them. Oh yeah. my God, 100%. Like, I mean, I didn't know what else to do but to talk and cry. Mm. You know what I mean? That's all. I, like, I would spend literally three hours on the phone to my friends, literally like bawling. And, you know, they would be there listening to me. And I was probably burning mm. the ear off them. God love them. Do you only, know what I mean? <laughs> I only said to my friends the other day, during COVID we were so good to each other like yeah, we are just like the best of friends <laughs> and like life gets busy again yeah. you know but like you'll always you'll always remember when people were there but for this you and, is it yeah. like I will always remember 
the people who were there for me, I will always remember the gestures. Like I had some friends there like dropping in food baskets into my house. Like one time, I honestly, I couldn't get out of bed. I was just so sad. And, you know, you're in a, in the moment, of mm. course. And, you know, she'd also come. pregnant. I'm also sorry, pregnant. the emotions are heightened I'm so also much. pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, oh my goodness, nobody told me about like mm. hormones I'm when you're pregnant. Literally. Crazy. Like, oh, <laughs> that's been like Oof. my worst symptom. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? And, and very anxious as well, yeah. you know, just worried about everything. But, um, you know, and she'd come over and she'd get into the bed and we'd watch a movie together and, mm. you know, just the company, like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was just to have someone there and, you know, some to chat to. And like my mom, oh my God, she was amazing. Your she, parents are just so good. They're the best. You And remember you actually came down to yeah, my house. Yeah, Penny was about eight weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. eight weeks old, like a little like pudding mm. like, <laughs> like literally a little button and you came down and, and like all the way from Dublin you drove down to see me and like those are the things that like I will always remember you know just the gesture and the effort do you know what mm. I mean and you know at that time like <laughs> at the time I was dealing with like punamis and I was like don't look don't look <laughs> everything's okay nothing to see over here <laughs> you know um, say in the past I know you've talked about not wanting to pretend everything is perfect and wanting to be more honest with your with yeah. your followers before you had Penny did you kind of believe things you saw online about the perfect family absolutely and, yeah. yeah absolutely and I think like I probably wasn't even um, thinking about what I was putting out there if mm. that makes sense whereas you know I was just putting up things you know of what I was doing whereas you know that might not have been you know relatable to other people you know other people might not have like understood it but also I mean when you're sharing something like that you're not always sharing the full picture and sometimes it's hard to do that oh my god 100% it's so hard to do it but I think like as time has gone on I definitely make more of an effort just to be this is how it is you know what I mean as in like the house is chaos that <laughs> you know the house is an absolute mess and you know that is probably the same for every household around the country that has kids or a toddler mm. you know as in like your house will never be tidy again but <laughs> I love that I love that like you you take that and you're so you're proud of it like yeah. you know and you're happier than you've ever been yeah it is what it is and it's like I suppose just you know I think I'm just trying to be a little bit more authentic. You said um, before, who said I don't, who says I don't have it all? Absolutely. Because I think when, you know, there, there are ideas out there of kind of what having it all looks like. I think like, you know, I think the idea, the idea there is to have like, oh, you know, your, your wedding and your husband and your three kids and. And a mansion. Your mansion and holidays and maybe you're going down to Portugal or this, that and the other. But like, that is not. Every, that like not everyone has that and that's completely okay mm. and it's okay not to have that because who says that that is having it all you don't no, know what's I don't, going I don't on think in that's people's lives exactly I think you don't know what's going on in people's lives and to be honest with you when what happened to me you know when I was ha- like went through my difficult time is I actually learned that Everyone has problems. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you knock on the doors of like your neighborhood and knock on the doors, every one of those houses is dealing with something. It may not look the exact same as what you're going through, but they're going through something. So this whole idea of like having the perfect carefree life, you know, that doesn't exist because like life doesn't work like that. And I just think like, 
I think, you know, it's important for everyone to, you know, realise that and to kind of actually even be more empathetic towards people because, mm. you know, someone might be putting out this perfect um, life online and it could be completely different in the background. They, you know, they could have illness, you know, health is such a, you know, if, without your health, you know, you're mm-hmm. nothing really like, do you know what I mean? You have to look after like your health and you're number yeah. one. So, um, you know, all all that happened to me was like I had a baby. Sure, that's a great thing. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like such a, a positive thing. It's such like bringing joy into your life. And, you know, I genuinely think like I've brought some, even though I brought chaos, I brought joy into my mom and dad's mm-hmm. life. <laughs> you know, and like I... Yeah, their retirement is, is not going to plan, yeah, right? <laughs> not so much. It's even better. Yeah, they're okay with that. I can honestly say that like literally Penny is like their whole life. Yeah. Like, you know, my life obviously revolves around Penny, but I think their lives revolves around Penny as well. Like all the decisions is made, like, mm-hmm. you know, around Penny and, you know... Like that's lovely for them as well because they get to share in the joy and they get to share in seeing her grow up. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so grateful that they're all well and healthy and, you know, that's what's important. Like that, like I have yeah. a healthy family and like yeah. a well family and we that's can... That's having it all. That's actually having it all and that we can go down to Tremor in the caravan and enjoy it. Do you know what do I mean? Do you think um, before baby... BB, do you think uh, <laughs> your mindset would have been the same in that that is having it all? Um, or maybe I, not as clear. Like, I, I, I definitely think having it all was, you know, my parents and having them well mm-hmm. and having them healthy yeah. and happy and family in general. And that goes for, like, my sister and my extended family. Like, I I definitely... They've always been super That important. would have been always at the top of my list because I just am very family orientation in the sense that, like, I'm obsessed with my family. Like, we've been living together now for, like, two and a half years and it's cramped and it's and it's messy and you know we get on each other's nerves sometimes but like i overall i get on with them so well like we are best friends literally best friends if there's any problems like you know that we're facing we face it as a family we face it as you know together and decisions are made together and they're always there for whatever i need and vice versa and you know and i'm i'm so lucky and grateful that penny has that has them as well mm. in her life you know because they truly are amazing so for me family is is always number one and they're honestly like my rock. Um, I have recently bought a house. (laughs) So, you know, I will be moving out, um, please God, soon. Um, Now, I do have to do like a lot of renovations on it. But that's half the fun. Oh my God, you'll have great fun doing that. I know. And like, I've, I've such a creative streak in me as well that I feel like, you know, I'm just really excited to kind of like, you know, have it all kind of come together and have it really nice. To be honest, I'm just really looking forward to in Penny's room. You'll be like Gilmore Girls. I can see it. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> Will you miss your parents when you move out? Now, we, I have, um, my new house is quite close to theirs. It's oh, literally nice. a three minute drive. Or Perfect. Something. You've I got know, the support network. That, like, yeah. you need that. You do. No, do you know what? It's funny because I look back and when I was pregnant, I'd, I'd lived in Dublin for like eight years. I was such a city gal. Like, mm. I had settled here. I loved it. And, and um, I just love the buzz of the city. And then obviously when I became pregnant, I, I knew I had to move back home. And um, and that in itself was also a change. Yeah. Because I just missed my life and my friends and my routine in Dublin as well as everything else. Um, 
So that was like just another thing I had to kind of adjust to. And I remember when I was pregnant, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 I'll move back. Like, you know, when she's like a year, I'll move back. I remember. I remember yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember we said, yeah. I was like, I'll move back. And like, it'll be fine. We'll be like, you know, life in the city. Like, and then the very minute I had Penny, I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Like, <laughs> like, no, as in like, was I out of my mind? Um, so I always knew then that I was going to stay close to home because I just needed the support. Yeah. Like, I needed yeah. the help. And, you know, like, they're amazing and I'd be lost without them. And I, and to be honest, I think I'm so used to living with them now. If I did, if I was to move away, I'd really miss them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, the house is, is pretty close to them. So I'll still be going into Mother for the Osh Jew. Oh, good. <laughs> Bacon and cabbage. So they'll miss you as well, wouldn't they? I know. To be honest, they won't miss me. They'll just miss, they'll just miss Penny. Yeah. Because, you know, as in like, she's really the life of the house. Yeah. You know, so they'll miss her. But look, we, <laughs> I'd say like even my friends say to me now, <laughs> my friends say to me now, they're like, Eva, now will you actually move in? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, of course I'm going to move in. <laughs> yeah. Because they know I'm so close, like what mum and dad. But it's what perfect. A, you can you can work on the house and then move in when it's exactly, ready. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So kind of like my plan for the rest of the year and, and, and onwards, because, you know, these things take time and, you know, I don't want to rush it either. I kind of want to enjoy the process and mm-hmm. do it right. I haven't obviously renovated or done anything mm-hmm. of the sort before so, and I, like I don't even own one piece of furniture so it's going to take time to actually really make it a home yeah um so that's kind of like my plan for the rest of the year and and onwards but I'm just so excited to kind of have that space where it is just me and Penny and mm-hmm. like we can you know just have our own little space to become mm. you know um not become but just to be you know, together and yeah, know, it's, it'll be lovely. It, as you said, real Gilmore girls. Yeah, <laughs> and you've opened up that you're single. Yes, yes, yes. I am single. Yeah. yeah. And are you open to dating at the moment? What's your where's your head at with I'm, all that? Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm open. Like I'm open, as in so like you've got any men? <laughs> <laughs> if you have any nice brothers. <laughs> um, no, I I I am. I mean, I'm not like actively looking. Um, it's kind of more so if. Like, you know, if it kind of just happens. Mm. Um, but I'm open. I mean, I'm like, I'm open. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say like, you know, I'm not. It's funny. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how I'll ever meet anyone if I ever do meet anyone. Um, because I'm actually like um, banned off like Hinge and Bumble. Why? <laughs> so they think I'm a catfish. I, like, was this ages ago? Ages ago. But I think right. I remember this, yeah. but I was like, surely you'll get the account back. No, I haven't got the account. So seriously, anyone listening who works in like Hinge or Bumble, will you help, help? sister out? Like seriously, <laughs> like I mean, like I'm just, I'm just like a like a nice girl who wants to find some love. Like, oh my do you know god! What I mean? So Hinge and Bumble are the know. two best ones. I know. Oh my god! Oh, so how am I going to meet anyone? So basically, well, we had a dating coach on two weeks ago on the pod. Oh, do you know what? I think I saw a bit. I saw a bit of that. <laughs> she, she says to join some clubs and stuff. So. Really? Yeah. Right, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm, I, now I, I didn't, just to make it clear, like I didn't do anything. <laughs> like I wasn't sending any rude messages to people. <laughs> I don't know if I believe her. <laughs> um, you know, a bit of wild streak in me, but no, um, I literally just um, people thought I was a catfish yeah like people because I'd get messages from people guys. were reporting you really? yeah I get, and then I get a message from a guy on Instagram just being just so you know there's an account made up of you on, on Bumble and but it's fine I report it and then I'm like 
it's actually me. <laughs> was that because maybe you hadn't spoken about being yeah, single I for a while? Yeah, so, I think But you opened up like before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. To, yeah, yeah, to yeah. everyone, just yeah, to let them in. Because yeah. people kind of knew anyway, but you yeah. wanted to, it was yeah. the right time I think I just you. wanted to, I, I wanted to speak about it more um, when I was ready. Like I didn't want to do it because I was feeling pressurised to do it. I, I wanted to actually speak about it when I felt ready and I was in, you know, that I had kind of grown from it and I'd healed from it and mm-hmm. I'd gotten over, you know, the whole experience or like I'd grieved the whole experience really. And um, and I just didn't really want to say anything that I would regret in yeah. the future, you know, that I might have said in, in a heightened emotional state and, you know, what's on the internet stays on the internet. And I didn't want to say anything that I might yeah. regret in the future. And also, you know, I have a daughter and I don't want her to read anything in the future that might upset her mm-hmm. or might embarrass her or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, I, you have to put on your mammy hat and, yeah. and think about things like that. So I definitely didn't want to, you know, upset anyone or and upset her. So... I think I did it when I kind of felt like the time was right. And, you know, more so that I, you know, I've come out the other side and everything's, you know, fine. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my life is is all good. And it's more about like if you are going through something that, you know, everything's going to be all right. I think you've done a really nice job of sharing your story because this is your story, you know, and Mm -hmm. while also being super conscious of of Penny and just uh, and being respectful and, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think you've done an amazing job and you're killing it. And I'm so excited for you with your new house. And I'm just so happy to see you. So happy and to follow along for the rest of the journey. Thank you so much. And I might have to get like a burner phone or something to get on the apps. I know. (laughs) We'll work on that. Thank you so much for for coming on today. I'm so glad. You've been rambling on. (laughs) Uh, No, no, I loved it. I love chatting to you. And thanks for being so honest and being so open. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm sure there are some people listening that will take a lot from it you know yeah I hope so thank you so much for listening in today I hope you enjoyed that episode I loved having Eve on she is just such a chatterbox and so many good stories to tell I feel like we only scraped the surface so thank you again for listening and I will chat to you all next week mm-hmm.